Anyone claiming that America's economy is in decline is peddling fiction. I've abandoned free market principles to save the free market system. But we have to pass the bill so that you can uh, find out what is in it. Raising the debt ceiling does not increase our debt. It does not somehow promote profligacy. I know words. I have the best words. Nobody knows the system better than me, which is why I alone can fix it. All right, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Peddling Fiction Podcast. I'm your host, the voice and soul of so-called fiction, Johnny Profita, and back with me on a lovely, slightly delayed Tuesday afternoon is Justin Hillbilly Boy Campbell. We are both recovering from um, a long weekend, lack of sleep, probably a little too much alcohol for me. I'm being perfectly honest. How you doing, man? What's up? Not too bad. No, no alcohol in my weekend. I, I worked all weekend, but that'll be uh, that'll be what I get caught up on for the rest of the week. Well, yeah, I'm like literally doing the exact opposite. I'm like, all right, I'm not touching anything until next Friday. <laughs> like I, I was on a bit of a fucking bender the last uh, three, four days. So not really Super Bowl related. Super Bowl related was just like the tail end of it. I was like, well, I guess I got a fucking, I went to a, a Super Bowl. I guess you could call it a party here, but it's basically me and a bunch of octogenarians, <laughs> you know, like good food and like a ton of wine. So I was just like, all right, yeah, I'm, I guess I'm drinking a couple bottles of wine tonight because what else are you going to do? As I say, is the Super Bowl a big event in Mexico or? Um, no, this part of Mexico. Yeah. Because there's a bunch of fucking gringos here right now. It's all like Americans and Canadians here. The, the, you know, the snow bunnies or whatever come down here and they're here for a few months. So around here, it's a pretty big deal. Like I was, I was joking. Cause like normally on a Sunday afternoon, uh, around, you know, between like four and six o'clock, there's a ton of people down at the pool just hanging out. And it was like completely empty. Because everybody was watching or getting ready to watch the Super Bowl. That's cool. Um, I think it's snowbirds. Snow bunnies is a different thing. Oh yeah, but, snowbirds. Uh, but that's a <laughs> that's a different topic. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's exactly what I meant. Yeah. Um, but so, what's interesting about the the Super Bowl here is I don't get Super Bowl commercials. Because it's on like the way we're watching it, I get like regular Mexican scheduled commercials on this guy's TV. I suppose if you were to use, I mean, and like I said, he's like a fucking old guy, so he doesn't have any of these like streaming things. He just like pays for the the package or whatever to get ESPN or whatever. But ESPN gives you Mexican uh, commercials. So I didn't see any of the Super Bowl commercials live, none of them, and. Um, I went back last night. I was going to watch them just because I was thinking about doing something for the um, Substack, a little Super Bowl rant for the uh, supporting listeners of that. So I don't want to spoil it too much, but uh, I, the none of them were funny to me. I, I didn't get all the way through. I had like 10, 
12 more minutes or something like that of it was weird you know it's like here we just watch 40 straight minutes of commercials which is tough for me because my natural instinct is to immediately start looking at my phone or something when a commercial comes on particularly if it's a boring commercial um which all of these were for the most part like i just kept like I was like, well, wait a minute. I just like zonked out for 30 seconds. Let me rewind and watch the last two commercials. I can't believe they're paying, I think it was $7 million for 30 seconds. And this is what we come up with now. When I was a kid, man, maybe it was just because I was younger, but I feel like they were funnier. <laughs> I feel like that some of them were at least like creative. There was like one or two, I guess, that... Um, I kind of like that Breaking Bad one was kind of good, but like, man, there wasn't much to yeah. really go on. <clears throat> yeah, I liked the Breaking Bad one, but it felt like it was like three years too late. <laughs> like, yeah, y'all yeah. kind of missed the uh, y'all kind of missed the moment with that. Now that it's been off air for a bit, uh, yeah, it's been, yeah I, it's been like ten years or something, hasn't it? <laughs> I guess the uh, the advantage of sitting at your desk at work watching the watching the game on your phone is you can't look away and start playing on your phone when the commercials come on i mean what am i gonna do like actually do my job instead of watch the commercial so i, I actually watched them yeah I, I was very underwhelmed and even in the past when you didn't have like really funny ones sometimes you have ones that were like really powerful and and had a strong message and uh like there was a there was a dodge commercial several years ago about a about the farmers and that yeah, one was like that it one. really it really hit especially yeah. being a farm boy but like even outside of that it really hit and you didn't have any of them like that i guess the there was a dog commercial that kind of got me <laughs> for dog food though it's just because i love dogs oh yeah that one was good that one was good i yeah, forgot it might have been that was probably my favorite one so far because he got this dog and he's like growing old and you know whatever tugging at your heart say, then we've got the one that we're going to talk about a little bit which is uh the he gets us commercial that AOC tweeted about and uh, yeah so this was the only tweet that I saw really about the commercials that was like I guess somewhat controversial but I didn't even really look into it because I hadn't seen the commercial yet and it must have been at the end of the reel that I was what was it toward later in the game or something yeah it was second half or it was um towards the end of the fourth quarter like it was be right before the game ended like last within the last five minutes of the game so they're probably playing these chronological and i'm just i haven't quite got there yet but you can go ahead and set the stage or you can roll the tape yeah so the uh did you have the aoc tweet pulled up what she said about it uh, I can grab it right now let's see i say i think i've got it here somewhere handy she said uh she said, something tells me Jesus would not spend millions of dollars on Super Bowl ads to make fascism look benign. <laughs> I don't know where she got fascism out of this commercial, but uh, yeah, that, that was her tweet. Fascism, too. That would be an interesting one. <laughs> Another thing they never define. They, they just love these fucking words that are so, the, the way they use them, it's so ambiguous. It's like, oh, fair share. <laughs> fascism it's like a, a living wage These people need to live in dignity it's like what the fuck does any of this mean you Assault call everything weapon. fascism all right so here's the uh here's the video itself and you tell me if you think this is a promotion of fascism 
Maybe I'm foolish, maybe I'm blind, thinking I can see through this, and see what's behind. Got no way to prove it, so maybe I'm lying. In the mirror, what do you see? See it nearer, what do you see? What do you believe? Okay. Hmm. Well, the, the sound didn't really come through on my, my end. I don't know if it was just the connection. It was playing. What was it, what's the name of that song? Uh, Rag Bones Man. Yeah, it's uh, human. I mean, it's a good song for the for the commercial. I'm sure. I mean, as for production value wise, they probably had to pay uh, pretty significant royalties to use the song for for the commercial. I mean, it's you know. It's a, what was the commercial I for? I didn't I didn't catch that. It was just random, like believe in Jesus because he loves everybody. Yeah, I mean, it, basically at the end, it wasn't uh, promoting anything other than like a religion, right? Well, it's not even a religion. It's just um, Christian Christianity and Jesus in general. Like the belief, like, yeah, he, and just like love. Yeah, you. at the end, it gives the tag for their website, which is he gets us and dot uh, com, and the website doesn't even like they're not selling anything. There are they have like merchandise and stuff. That you can buy, but like your uh, your payment for like shirts and hats and merchandise and stuff is to like pledge to do something good for somebody to like to forgive somebody or to be nice to something like they don't even charge for anything like they're not selling anything. It's not some it's not some grift. Um, so I, I'm actually doing a sub stack that will be coming out either either tomorrow or Thursday, because um, after seeing this, like my initial reaction to. <laughs> To seeing a commercial in the Super Bowl promoting Jesus is like, okay, how are they using this to like try to subvert <laughs> things? And and so I started looking into it, and it is a, I don't know, it seems it seems pretty. Uh, I don't know what the word I'm looking for is. Like it's a very lofty idea that they're shooting for, and uh, I think it's, I think it's well intentioned but misguided. But I mean, it, this is this is like the start of a like three year three year billion dollar campaign to just like promote jesus so i mean it's pretty cool uh, especially as a as a christian i think it is pretty neat um it's these- it's certainly um yeah it's not where i would have gone with the commercial based on those images like i would have been like there was fascism in those pictures that they were that they were showing, but it was because they fucking locked us down and wouldn't let us out of our fucking houses for a while or into restaurants or something like that. Well, so, like the great thing about all of those pictures is like when when it first came on, I was like, who are they? Who is this being promoted towards? Because you've got both sides yelling at each other in every single picture. Like nobody, nobody is made out to be the bad guy in particular. Everybody's the bad guy in every one of those pictures. Like. It's like, what is this? What is this geared at? What's going on it's here? It's trying to unite us, Justin, and God forbid that should happen. So yeah, AOC's and shocking that she completely like the way she took. I was like, there's no way that that's what that commercial was about. I just know that because it's AOC, and you can just assume whatever she fucking says. The opposite is true, or the opposite is the reality of the situation, and you'll be a lot closer to what the truth is a hundred percent of the time, and. Yeah, I didn't see how that was promoting literal. Did she say literal fascism? I had something to that effect. Yeah, promoting fascism. Yeah, no, 
that's uh that's not what I gleaned from that commercial at all. Oh, it's making fascism look benign. Oh, making fascism look benign. Yeah. No, didn't see that. Didn't see that at all. It it seemed well, I, like it was like, listen, like we've gotten like really angry at each other for various things and this belief system will bring us together. So check out our website or whatever. <laughs> and the website, like, I, because I am looking into the organization and everything for the Substack, um, I went to the website and read some of the articles they've got and stuff. And it's, it's very, it's like very milk toast, entry level Christianity type stuff. Like there's, there's no, like, there's no theology or in-depth like Bible study stuff. It's all like kind of the, what I call the buddy Jesus Christianity. Like it's kind of the feel good. Like we're all in this together. Uh, kumbaya shit, which mm -hmm. I, I get it. Like if you're running a billion dollar ad campaign to try to get people looking into it, you, you can't come out and hit them with a, a full analytical breakdown of the book of James and why James was, you know, Jesus's brother who didn't believe in Jesus and then converted. And then, you know, you can't go, you know, three miles out into the weeds with people who may not have any idea what you're talking about whatsoever and just saw a he gets us dot com at the end of a Super Bowl commercial. I'm like, oh, I wonder what that is. Yeah. Well, and it's not surprising, too, that a bunch of um, socialists or communists are anti-religion. Of course not. The only religion they support is the religion of the state. If it's anything that's going to promote independence or, um, you know, like self-ownership and and solving problems yourselves or, or using community to um, to make the world a better place or anything like that, they're going to. Uh, apparently label it fascism <laughs> it, it One, is a lot of this from what i've been able to find of it a lot of this he gets us campaign is trying to get more or less left wingers who have had bad experiences with um like uber conservative christian types to revisit god and the bible and get reconnected and have a better experience and and become christian so if if people start like actually looking at the bible and developing like christian morality that's basically the an antithesis of liberalism so yeah worldview yeah and so they got to frame it in the most dishonest retarded way uh, because you know Without the state, how could any of us survive? Without AOC fighting for you in Washington and demanding, you know, uh, a certain percentage of of your everything that you earn to support her efforts and the efforts of her ilk, how would the the world like thousands of people would just be dying in the streets, right? And I'm actually it's funny because I'm in a, like a little bit of a Twitter spat that I got into uh, like during the Super Bowl. I just randomly like. I don't know, because I didn't even have I was like it was Mexican commercials and with a bunch of old people. So I was like, oh, let me see what's on Twitter. And uh, I responded to like that, whatever that lady's name is, who's like running for something in Missouri. She's used to be a teacher or something, and she keeps promoting like public schools. And so I like and, and so I like I trolled her a little bit. And then all these people like jumped in. And this one guy was like talking about, um, you know, taxation. 
and we just got i haven't really looked at it today because i've been busy but you know he's like what if the the, the consequences of abolishing taxes leads to like uh, a much worse outcome than you know the consequences don't outweigh the benefits and i was like well luckily when it comes to taxation we don't have to worry about that <laughs> like there there's almost no benefit to taxation unless you're politically connected um the overall damage that taxation does to to the world not just americans far outweighs any benefits that that they would be talking about and if you were to eliminate that and people you know we had to go back to a world where not only did you keep everything that you earned but you felt more of a responsibility to help your neighbor now we just pawn that off on the government and people think oh i'm a i'm a really good person because i support the government helping homeless people or helping the poor or helping the you know the elderly but you you just um you relinquish all of that responsibility onto somebody else you don't have to do anything you get all these cheap virtue signaling points and really what you're advocating for is taking somebody from somebody else for a cause that you support and you know enlisting a third party to do all of your all of the dirty work for you and you get to you know stand on this uh pedestal put yourself up on this pedestal you're such a great person because you support this cause but you don't actually have to do anything other than advocate for other people to fund it it's really destructive to the the culture overall just this idea that government should be there to do all these things for us uh, it, it it destroys a community. It destroys relationships, and uh, it just destroys people. It's it's a horrible fucking system, uh, morally and just uh, functionally. <laughs> it's terrible. Well, that's like anytime the AOC types try to make the argument that Jesus was a uh, Jesus was a socialist or something like that. I'm like, uh, pretty sure Jesus said the exact opposite of. The government should be running things for you. He's he's he suggested that you teach a man to fish. Do it, yeah. He suggested that you go do it. You be the one that takes care of your neighbor, not not pass it off on somebody else, and definitely not you know take money from other people to go do it. You give of your you give of your own to do that. And yeah, Jesus was absolutely not a socialist in any way. Yeah, it's again, they have to come up with these ridiculous interpretations of everything uh, to frame it in a way that that supports their outlook. And it, man, it is just it's a big uh, that's a big undertaking, whatever that he gets us is is going for. I hope they're successful. You know, I, I'm not particularly religious. I did go to Catholic school to like fourth grade or something, and that was plenty for me. But um, I, I, you know, I like a lot of the ideas that come from religion. I just don't like all of the ritualistic things. That's not for me. So, um, you know, I, I think with more, uh, with more of that sort of mentality, um, people taking personal responsibility for things and, and helping people, uh, on their own because it's the right thing to do instead of like having people in government do it. like these are the most despicable people and i mean you could say what you want about the catholic church and what's been going on with all the little boys but like 
it's not like anybody in Washington, D.C. is doing anything different. I mean, how many of those fucking people are on Epstein's client list? So <laughs> I don't know, man, to, to think that like uh, AOC and Joe Biden and Donald Trump and George Bush and all these fucking people, John Kerry, these are the ones that we want to um, be the, like the moral leaders of society and taking care of the all, all the, the people that have fallen through the crack. This is who we're going to have do it. I don't think so. No. They're not public servants. <laughs> they are certainly not public servants. Yeah, it's uh, I that was one of the main themes of Jesus's preaching and stuff through the New Testament was specifically going after the political leaders of the time <laughs> because they were hypocrites and just generally horrible people who took advantage of the people who they were supposed to be serving and and uh, you know shepherding over like he he specifically went after the jewish hierarchy hierarchy and it, it's funny that uh, and, who, and who killed jesus again <laughs> right I'm a little rusty so on this one <laughs> it's funny that the uh that the liberals are, who are kind of that hierarchy in today's society would be really anti-jesus i wonder wonder why that is yeah yeah so Anyway, we turn this into a religious podcast. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's time to change topics here. But yeah, that was interesting. I was looking for that commercial specifically because it was the only one that appeared to be controversial in any way. The, the rest of them, I think, is a sort of a great indication of where we are as like a artistically or like culturally. There's just nothing good really coming. Yes, anymore. yes. Societally, There's we have hit the point of just like flat uh it's like it's like flat rc cola everything like this is the world that we live in like if you look at the redesign of all of these different like sports teams and their uh their logos and their emblems and stuff it's all just like milk toast don't want to we don't want to microaggress against anybody you know and even you know even if they were to come up with one of those awful commercials like gillette had about toxic masculinity i'd prefer that at least it's kind of that's at least interesting. Uh, these were like uh, some of them I didn't even understand what they were advertising for. Like some of them I watched, I was like, wait, what was that for? I don't even get it. Or what was the it, the beer commercial where they're just like it was like Bud Light, Miller Light, or something? But for like oh yeah, it was nine seconds, and then they're like, like, this is a Blue Moon commercial, and I was like, wait, yeah, what? it was. Do they yeah, own they Blue Moon, Miller Light, and Coors Light, and then at the end it was like, no, it's a Blue Moon commercial. Which I mean, I think. I think Blue Moon and Blue. Blue Moon and Coors Light are made by the same. Okay, company. yeah, it must be the same parent company or whatever. Because otherwise, you just did a fucking twenty-eight second commercial for two other beers. <laughs> just like that didn't make any fucking sense to me. Um, and I'm just sitting there thinking, I would never fight with anybody over that piss water. Why would you? <laughs> right. None of them were creative. Were there any? And there used to be like the classic ones, like you always saw the Budweiser Clydesdales. I didn't see them in 30 minutes of commercials so far. I didn't see the the Coca-Cola bit polar bears. M&Ms used to be usually in there. Right? I, no, they they there was I don't the M&Ms. Uh, M&Ms are has, transitioning into a bunch of tranny chocolates. M&Ms has given up on candy. Uh, candy mascots for the time being because of all the controversy when they 
change. So, you know, the green M&M was like the sexy M&M, if there is such a thing. And, you know, she had like the go-go boots and was like real pretty, I guess, is the way that is the way they tried to like portray her. And then they changed her and made her like um non binary or whatever. They made her like a dumpy normal looking chick instead of having her have like the, the skinny legs and the go-go boots. They gave her like tennis shoes and stuck a bow on her head or something. Like it was dumb. And because they're trying to get away from feminine stereotypes or some shit like that and it caused all kinds of controversy and then they had like the i don't know there was some bullshit with the uh with the purple m&m i think they were trying to make it a be a trans thing or or something like that i don't know anyway there's been a bunch of controversy around fucking m&m cartoon characters and so m&ms has decided that they are that they're no longer going to have candy mascots and instead they went with um What's her name? Maya. Fuck, I can't remember her last name. She's an actress. Uh, she's on she's on Saturday Night Live for a while. She's not as funny as people think she is. I don't know. Anyway, <clears throat> yes, you probably missed the M&M's commercial because it was entirely her and didn't really have anything to do with M&M's. OK. Yeah. But were there Clyde? Where are the fucking Clydesdales, man? That was like every year you saw the Clydesdales. So now we're, we're breaking with tradition, right? Because we did, you would always get like that signature truck commercial. Like either Ford or Chevy or Dodge would have like their big, like usually, truck yeah. It was like, and used to gamble, like, what's the first commercial going to be? Is it going to be Budweiser? Is it going to be a fucking Ford F 150? Like, those were always big prop bets in Vegas. And I think there, I think I saw like an electric vehicle commercial. I was like, eh, I'm mm. not interested. <laughs> they don't have charging stations this far out in the sticks. Like, <laughs> Yeah. I would have to kill my battery to drive to a charging station so I can come back home and then drive back to the charging station and kill my battery again. Yeah, it is like a, a really interesting, you know, when I studied history, you were like one of the ways you study history is you go back and you look at ads from the time period. And it's really interesting to watch kind of how they've changed just in my lifetime and how much I don't like the change. <laughs> it's like... Wow, are we becoming uh fucking just boring and uh I don't know, man, just uncreative. It, it's like the lack of creativity to me is just so off-putting and the lack of of risk taking. You're gonna spend seven million dollars for 30 seconds and you come up with the most forgettable shit of all time. Like make it memorable. That's like when you look at when you look at historically like buildings and architecture and stuff, the things that have been created and like the, the amazing design to them. And then you look at the stuff they build today. Like, Soulless fucking cheap throw it up in yeah. 30 fucking days kind of thing. Yeah. There's yeah. no, there's no like uh heart and it's all no it, like detail. Yeah. It's sad. It's it, we're watching the decline of civilization in real time and it's manifesting itself in so many different, like so many classic ways that you talk about. You're just like, oh, yeah, we used to do these beautiful fucking things. And now we do uh, like weird M&M commercials. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody's nobody's spending literally years and making themselves go blind to paint the Sistine's Chapel. They're just going to have some AI program do it and it's going to look like absolute horseshit. Yeah. Yeah, AI stuff. Oh man, 
Have there been any more developments with Dan? Uh, not that I've seen. I have seen a bunch of the AI artwork stuff. And people are like, oh, this is so cool. Like, it's as, it's as bland and horrible as everything else that comes out. Like, and then there's the uh, the AI writing things that like lets them having AI write poetry um, or yeah, write like stories or stuff story. like that. It's like, that shit's bland and terrible too. Like, if, if that's what we're going for is just, like I said, like flat RC Cola for all of life. Let AI do all of it because that's all you're going to get. Well, and one of the things I, I think the first thing I wrote about in the Substack was just how the only thing that we seem to do now is take previous ideas that were creative and successful and ruin them by just like painting the fucking people a different color. We're going to change the race or the gender, uh, the sexuality of the main characters. And that's creativity now because it's diverse or whatever, like these stupid fucking ideas. But it's just like nobody, every movie is just a fucking remake of something else that was done. Every TV show, like, I, get, I don't know about every TV show, but like they just keep recycling these ideas because nobody's got anything new. Nobody's got anything interesting. And if they do, they're too afraid to put it out there because this fucking cancel culture will come at you. And it's so um, disappointing and destructive to watch you know, the only way you come up with good, interesting new ideas is to sort of take a risk and maybe, you know, maybe people aren't going to like it. And but now it's like it's not that they just won't like it. They'll try to ruin your life over it. And so there's a lot less people willing to take that risk. And so you just get this the same shit over and over and over again. And we all suffer for it. Comedy is another great example of this. Yeah, it's art, comedy, um, entertainment. Like it's all, it's all so just dead, basically. I mean, yeah. every once in a while you'll get something that's. That's why I like watching like bad movies, because at least they're trying something. <laughs> like, it, you know, like it may be bad. The production might be shit. The acting might be horrible. But if it's something that looks weird and interesting, like. I'll watch that because at least it's not the same, like just recycled bullshit over and over again. Like there are how many shows are there on TV? That's like a crime drama where it's quirky dude and uh, or like uptight dude and quirky police officer. And that, you know, they solve the crime together because he's a writer or he does something stupid and, she's this real uptight detective or like it's it's always the same it's the same format every time they just change the name and they change the actors around it's like i can tell you how every episode is going to end the second it begins it's like yeah yeah and it's uh, uh i don't know i guess that's i just watch a lot of old stuff that you know it's like oh i haven't watched this show in fucking five years let me watch it again but like stephanie makes fun of me she says you watch some of the craziest shit I'm like, I can't watch, I, I have to watch the crazy shit because I can't watch the stuff that's normal because none of it's interesting anymore. Well, the, you know, the other thing that you just remind me of is like cartoons. Like every once in a while, I'll come across an episode of like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles or something. And I'm just like, what the fuck did they do to this awesome cartoon? And then the new cartoons that come out, I have no idea. Somebody posted this one and I've never even heard of it, but it was just so weird. 
what they were talking it was talking about like interracial dating or something and they're like little cartoon kids it was so fucking weird man oh that disney plus thing yeah the proud family or whatever that yeah that's that absolute shit probably that like, uh yeah i've seen some of the clips of that and it's on like disney plus uh, apparently it's like just full-on woke propagandist bullshit yeah have you watched the i know beavis and butthead is back have you watched that at all beavis and butthead is still good is it i think yeah. i was like oh my god i mean i trust <laughs> i was they, trusting they, that it was going to kind of be the same show or they, whatever they even make fun of the of like the woke shit it's pretty it's pretty good okay good i'm glad that there's still like a couple of guys that can put quality stuff out there because like man if we never get another family guy or or simpsons or something like that it would be really uh really sad well and like that's the problem with even those have gone the way of like family guy was edgy and kind of anti uh like anti-establishment early on but then it ended up just going woke and did it I, see i um, haven't watched the like the new yeah i watched the first like five or six seasons or something and it then, still has its like it still has its moments from from time to time but now it's more like just propagandist shit uh american dad i i think american dad has really stuck to being good um throughout its entire run like i don't feel like it's taken on the uh taking on the role of being a a member of the culture war thing yet it it still seems to be good content the simpsons has kind of got soft like after after about the 10th or 12th season the simpsons kind of starts to trail off and like it it has its moments but it's not consistently good it's too uh there's just too much of the too much of the shit of society that starts to trickle into that stuff and it stops being entertaining and then like anytime netflix or someone does actually put something out that's good and it's original and it's entertaining they end up canceling it after a season and a half or something like netflix had the show the uh there was a cartoon series on netflix called uh inside job and it's it talks about like the secret organization that's actually running the government and everything and it's really it's really funny and it's also like every conspiracy theorist wet dream it's like yes this is all the stuff that we've been talking about for literally forever uh, so it's really it was really fun and funny and it just finished up its uh, like second season, and they canceled it. It's like you you finally make something good and original, and you yeah, fucking canceled it. You miserable cunt. Well, maybe they'll bring it back. Sometimes they do bring something back after a little hiatus, but I don't know. Yeah, see, like if I was a fucking billionaire, that's the kind of shit that I would do. I would just like restart all the shows that I wanted to. I didn't want to end. Like now, you guys are doing another season of that. Give me a number. <laughs> like, I'm not buying Twitter. I'm just like putting out good content again. <laughs> I mean, somebody should have got in Elon's ear and been like, we need we need the season two of Firefly. We need more seasons of Inside Job. I bring back all the things that were good. They got canceled too early. Yeah. All right. Well, um, we got a little more time here. I guess we should talk about something that we we're actually planning on discussing. <laughs> Do we ever really plan on any distraction to um, keep you guys from what's really been going on? UFOs. <laughs> yeah. So there's been a weird thing going on the last uh, week and a half or so. A bunch of unidentified flying objects, or some of them have been identified as balloons from China. We're just shooting these things out of the sky now, allegedly. And it could be aliens. So everybody look over there. 
don't pay any attention to all of these other stories that are coming out is you is basically the vibe that I get. And there's anytime there's a story that I'm just like, I don't care about this. Why is it so like, why is everybody obsessing about this? I have to remind myself, I was like, oh, because there's something else going on and they don't want you to look into it. And, and that, that stupid spy balloon thing. I mean, who cares? Like my immediate reaction was like, I don't care about this. And so I'm like, well, what else is going on? What is the story on page nine that they're trying to keep me from seeing? And then some of these stories start trickling out like, oh, yeah, it's uh, we basically have proof now that the U.S. was behind the Nord Stream pipeline explosion. And the other weird thing that's been going on are these train derailments. I don't know which one of those you want to start with. Start with the one in Ohio because that's the biggest one and that's the one that everybody that's the one that's actually getting journalists arrested people who are trying to like film the area and talk about what's actually being happened they're like running them down and imprisoning them like it's it's a this is this one is a big deal and because it's pumping I, I can't remember what the name of the toxin is but it's like just like pumping toxic fumes into the air um and they're saying this and early on they were saying this could have Chernobyl-like effects on that area. Yeah, so I guess Pete Buttigieg has finally broken silence on this. But yeah, this is in um, East Palestine, Ohio, which (laughs) there was there was some jokes about the um, there being a Palestine in the U.S. Um, (laughs) So it involved fifty cars, some carrying hazardous materials and flammable chemical uh, vinyl chloride, the dangerous toxin released in the air from five of the derailed cars, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. So did they were worried about it, like getting into the um, the water supply. Right. And that apparently has happened. Is that are you still there? Yeah. Yeah. I think that's right. Sorry, my Internet, because I pulled up a fucking Chrome window or I'm not even in Chrome because I pulled up an Internet <laughs> window. My computer is like getting really overwhelmed here. I'm sorry. This I don't. I really don't like the way they write these articles. They're so all over the place. Referencing tweets is that what passes for fucking journalism today? Yes. I, I really don't like it. Yeah, it's not good. Um, it, it's a. It just there's no structure to it. You can't. So there are, and there are some good. There are some good like Twitter threads that go really in depth on topics and stuff, and like. I'll follow that before I go read an article talking about it, which I mean, that's I guess that's kind of the shtick of my own show is I find stuff like that. And then I go through it and read it and give it a give a breakdown of it. So I can't be too critical of it because that's that's, that's what I've based my entire platform on. But, you know, um, yeah, I don't I don't like news articles that are written based around tweets like you're supposed to actually be doing journalism. I'm not getting paid for it. Y'all are like go go to be real journalists. Don't don't just reference tweets. Yeah. Well, they'll, they'll like type out exactly what's in the tweet and then they'll show you the tweet right below it. And so you end up just reading the same things four different times. Where's the and, fucking and that, and that's half of it? that's also half of journalism is to say something early on in the article and then come back and say it again two more times before the article is done. It's, yeah, yeah, I have I've commented on that on a few things that I've I've read. It's like, why do you all have to go back and repeat yourself over and over again? Like I. Because I, I get it, I get based it. Because, on the number of words, you know, they got to type a certain amount of. Uh... Well, and society has been so dumbed down. Most people who are reading it probably need to read it three times before they actually retain it. I mean, not everybody is on our IQ levels. Ah, here we go. The uh, NPR finally 
put something out about this fucking today. It only, it's only been going on for what the train crashed on like a week ago. Yeah. For so for a while they weren't even talking about this. It was just kind of going on. The EPA wasn't doing anything or talking about it. And now, so all these animals are like getting sick and dying around the area. There's people that are coming up with rashes. On February 3rd, about 50 cars of a Norfolk Southern train went off track in Ohio, causing a days-long fire in the area. Ten of the 50 derailed cars contained hazardous chemicals, including butyl, acrylate, and vinyl chloride, which were among combustible liquids that authorities feared could set off a major explosion. Residents of East Palestine were later asked to evacuate out of precaution. On Monday, February 6th, crews conducted what officials called a controlled release of the hazardous chemicals, which they caused which caused a large plume of black smoke. The evacuation order was lifted on Wednesday, and since then there have been a growing number of reports about people experiencing a burning sensation in their eyes, animals falling ill, and strong odor lingering in the town. Some business owners and East Palestine residents have filed law suit against Norfolk Southern, saying the company was negligent and demanding the company fund court-supervised medical screenings for serious illness that may be caused by exposure to those chemicals. And we don't know what caused the derailment, do we? Or is it just weather conditions? Or It says derailed. And How, how close are you there to are, Ohio? We need to oh, um, it's on the It's on the eastern side of Ohio, so it's on it's uh, like right on the Pennsylvania border. Oh, so okay. I'm pretty far away. Oh, man, have I done that drive? But one of the things that people have been talking about with this is like with you had this derailment, you had the one in South Carolina, you had another one in Texas, whether they're deliberate or not, because like, you know, we had we went through a whole rash of uh, food processing plants and stuff like that that burned down in 2022. Like, yeah. You know, all of that stuff is happening in close succession like that. It's hard not to think that it's targeted, especially knowing what we know about the the egg shortage and stuff like that, and the re- and the way that the USDA is handling that situation. Like you see these trail de- these train derailments and the chemicals that they're carrying and what's going on with that. It's like, is this deliberate? Like, is this a deliberate disruption of supply of supply chains and stuff like that? You know, when you're talking about all that, now they're saying, well, it's because of the infrastructure. We we just this is a a symptom of our decaying infrastructure. It's like, what happened to Biden's massive infrastructure bill that was going to fix all the roads and all the rail and everything else? Like, hello. I just imagine how many more of these there would be without the infrastructure bill, Justin. This was, you know, this infrastructure bill was touted as like this huge win for the Biden administration. Like this was, you know, game changer type of a thing. And everybody had to get on board with it. And it was going to, you know, it was going to reshape the nation and it was going to create all these jobs and do all this shit. And nothing's come of it. Like it's it, if people haven't figured out that it's all just you know smoke and mirrors and promises never delivered on. I don't know what else could show you that except for this fucking infrastructure bill. Well, we got to give it time to for them to implement it because there were like four thousand pages in there. Maybe they just haven't gotten to page three thousand seven hundred eighty six that deals with this sort of issue. What I find interesting is the government solution to this is to burn all this shit. <laughs> And put all these like carcinogens into the air, a controlled release. I, I mean, I don't know. I just don't know enough about how to handle this situation. But I would imagine that if this was whatever company was moving these rails, these rail cars uh, decided to burn a bunch of toxic chemicals and release all this uh, carcinogenic smoke into the air, the environmentalists would be up in arms, uh, particularly the EPA. But this is the the actual government solution to this. Seems like it's worse. Seems like it's making it worse. I don't know. 
So vinyl chloride is used to make uh, PVC, you know, like um, pipes and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I I just don't understand how it derails like that. I mean, these pictures of how does that happen? Uh, Yeah, it's I don't know. I've dealt with train or rail cars and stuff quite a bit. And like I've seen a derailment, but usually it's because the switch doesn't get thrown right or and and that's very well what might have happened was, you know, one of the guys who was supposed to throw a switch. switch. Yeah, didn't didn't do it in time, or did it, uh, or did it too early and caused a, a car to come off. And once one car comes off off the off the tracks, then usually the others end up following, unless somebody is able to like disconnect and keep them separated or get them separated. Like it's it um, it really is a domino effect whenever something like that happens with rail cars because they're all interconnected. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, how does that just happen? Every time I get stuck behind one of these railroad crossings, it would be you know like eight or nine minutes of them just like slugging along. How does how does it get so spread out like that? Like this looks like it was like a it was going like eighty miles an hour and it got derailed. Well, it's the weight, the sheer volume in those that those cars carry. Mm -hmm. Once one turns over or comes off the tracks then it just drags everything else with it. And then it, it it really is like a massive domino effect. Like as soon as one goes, um, unless you can like completely come to a stop and get, and get broken off of the falling cars, like it, they just kind of tumble over. It's uh, I I've seen, I've seen a derailment before. It's uh, not a lot of fun. Yeah. Now that, I mean, that makes sense. And I'm sure the, the physics of it, checks out but it's just it's surprising to see how bad this gets and like you said it was on february 3rd initially so it's been 10 days like i didn't hear about this until probably saturday or something was the first time i saw people really tweeting about it i I mean we were talking about the the stupid balloon thing for like all of last week instead of instead of dealing with with this which is you know the the party that's in power in particular keep complaining about how these places don't have clean water to drink and and like you were mentioning the infrastructure and then you get something like well now we have three of them right there were two more there's one in texas and one in south carolina were those did they have similar chemicals on board i'm not a hundred percent sure um i think that i i just saw that there were multiple derailments let me pull one up right quick and see if see if they've got any information on it outside of that. Yeah. I know there was some some people I were trying to talk about like blaming Norfolk Southern and and everything for like for the derailment, which it very well may be. But I don't think people understand that like there are there are three major rail lines that run everything in the country, and then uh, Canadian National, uh, Norfolk Southern, and CSX. Like they're the main ones, and then there are like twelve rail unions that run all of everything for these big you know behemoth companies that run all the rail lines the major rail lines in the country and they're all effectively government employees the way the transportation act is done like all of those that's why uh that's why like they had the strike thing i remember we talked about we talked about it before like the rail strikes and everything and how um they and they came back and they passed legislation to prevent the the rail unions from striking it's like yeah, just just draft legislation that says y'all can't strike. Now yeah. get back to work, fuckers. Right. Wish they do that with teachers unions. <laughs> right. Yeah, and you know, we kind of had the same sort of issue when it was the the BP oil spill, 
years ago. Some of you may be too young to remember this, but you had to ask yourself why they had to go into such deep water to be drilling for for oil. Um, and, and that's why it was so hard to deal with the oil spill because the water was so deep. If there weren't all of these government regulations in place, first of all, they'd probably be drilling a lot closer uh, to all like it's it's much easier for them to to go for it in shallow water than it is for to do it in deep water. It, it, they, they create these conditions and they they shield uh, companies from from liability issues and things like that. So they sort of set the stage for when there is an accident, which is inevitable. I mean, we're all human. There's going to be accidents. It, it seems like they've set the stage for the accidents to be exponentially worse. All right. So the one in Texas was carrying hazardous chemicals. That one was the cause of the derailment was it hit a 18 wheeler that was stuck on the tracks. That just seems mighty convenient, right? And how we don't have like a way of like, <laughs> I don't know, like if I leave the refrigerator door open for 10 seconds, an alarm starts going off. You think if there was a fucking two ton 18 wheeler sitting on the tracks, maybe you should alert the fucking trains that are on those tracks to stop. I mean, like, how do they not have something in place to deal with that yet? Yeah, like when the and I, I understand the the physics of the train because it is carrying so much weight, like. Uh, when we would move rail cars on in the grain elevators and stuff, like when you've got loaded cars, once it starts going, you really have to plan like your stop and timing your stop because you right. can. And so, but aren't they going? There on, is like, so much weight. You're just depending on these engineers to see the truck, like they're going. Right. Yeah. There's there's no warning of... thing. Like if you know when the when the things come down, there should be some. Yeah. You know, surely to God, we've got the technology that it can tell, like it can notify. I mean, you know, uh, 18-wheeler drivers have in-cab signals from when they're coming up on, uh, like, way stations and stuff like that. You telling me we can't get a an in-locomotive signal that says, hey, you're coming up on this crossing and there's something stuck in the crossing, like, right. decreased speed or something? Like, Yeah. Yeah, that, that seems just like uh, something that we should have come up with a long time ago. Maybe now they'll come up with it little too too little too late oh but fuck that, that seems awfully suspicious there was a bulldozer that was parked on the track that hit the, the uh, south carolina train hit so a bulldozer and an 18 wheeler so two essentially immovable objects just happened to be stopped on the tracks within a couple of days of the first derailment yeah okay and we're not going to talk about it. <laughs> we're going to no. we're going to we're shooting down uh, UFOs over the ocean as we should. Do you do you think these are aliens or you think it's all bullshit? You know, at this point, I hope it's aliens. Otherwise, this whole timeline is just going to be disappointing. Well, you know, it is. So today is the 14th um, for any of you guys in relationships. You should probably be planning something for tonight. But wasn't one of the, did you see one of the chat uh, GPT things that said like February 15th was going to be like the end of the world or something? like something really bad was going to happen on February 15th? Well, you know, if, if Independence Day is going to happen, it would it would be too cliche to actually happen on Independence Day. We need to get this party started early. I, I know you got to get going. So I don't know. We'll uh, we'll continue to monitor these uh interesting situations that i think I, it was really interesting that before we wrap of these things that they shot down the only one that they recovered was the chinese spy balloon 
and you know off of off the coast of whatever i think it was south carolina like they shot one down over michigan and it landed in lake huron and now they can't find it things too have like the first one was spotted everywhere i haven't seen i don't know of any of these other ones but i mean they they shut down the montana they shut down montana airspace like sometime last week because there was something that they shot down uh they had shot one down before it made it into alaska last week like and this is all after the chinese spy balloon like they've shot down three or four things but there's no that they're not recovering anything when they're shooting this stuff down. Like it's really, really, really suspicious. Yeah. And you would think you would take precautions to be in a position to recover whatever you're shooting down. That shouldn't be too difficult either for the, the world's most powerful military. And it, it all, it all just um, something stinks here. It's not really passing the smell test. And when you're seeing a very organized effort to point your eyes in one direction, Keep your head on a swivel and and start looking around because something else I think is going on here. We'll have to, I don't know, continue to monitor these situations and and check back in maybe later in the week because I know uh, we, we got started kind of late today and you got to go to work. So I guess we'll just get out of here on that. We, you want to do a live stream this week? Are we going to do one? The very first? Heck yeah, let's do that. You want to do it uh, sometime like Friday afternoon when we normally record? We'll have a live yeah. Friday show. That sounds good. Cause I'll be drinking again yeah. by then. That'd be fun. <laughs> All right. We'll do it. We'll plan a live stream for Friday. All right, I'm getting a little jumpy here. I think it's pretty windy today, but I'm up in the penthouse now. And I just keep thinking that there's going to be a fucking earthquake and that might be the end of me. There's, there's all these fucking earthquakes going on now too, man, this climate emergency. Uh, did you see the, what, where was it that had the, um, like the massive earthquake? Turkey. And there was like that, yeah, Turkey. And there was that weird cloud that there were pictures of. Like, did you I see that the square, stuff? the square cloud? Yeah. So if you see that thing, fucking run or at least get to the ground level. I, yeah. The thing is, it's going to take me like fucking, I got to go on 25 flights of stairs. Maybe you should buy a parachute. Ooh, and just base jump off of this thing. That would be interesting. Um, <laughs> they do. The parachuters do come down and they land like, dude, this one came right down my back, right across my balcony, maybe 10 feet away. I could have like easily thrown something at them uh anyway sorry there's like a lot of noises and i'm getting a little distracted because i think there's an earthquake coming and i would be a goner so let's get out of here on that <laughs> at least get this episode out before the building uh comes down on my head follow us on twitter at pedal fiction get ready for the live stream friday afternoon at a uh, time to be determined a link to everything in the description we got some Substack stuff coming out so gonna be a fun week as long as I survive it. Do all that for us. We'll be back on Friday with a brand new episode for you. And until then, you know the drill. Just keep on peddling that so-called fiction. Peace. Peace.